You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters, and the tone of this one changed drastically in the last five minutes of this game, and we have to start with it because it's all that's on our minds. And it was Clayton Keller crashing into the boards with 5.15 to go in the game, and it did not look good. No, you, you look at how this team played tonight, and things, you know, they've got a six-game losing streak, and it's you saw it coming to an end, and we were pretty excited in here, and the offensive outburst that we've been looking for, and then something like that happens, and you you, you just you don't know what to say. Like, he you you hope for the medical team and you looked how calm Dave's and Obi, the, the head medical therapist for the, the Coyotes is on the ice instantly. And he ran out there like these guys are trained so well for this and they are unbelievably professional and you have to trust in their abilities and you could see how calm he was. So that helps get the player calm. And I think that that that's a starting point. And once you see the doctors get involved and the stretcher come out, you get very concerned. But but you did see the thumbs up from Clayton Keller as he left the ice. So you, you know he's at least moving extremities and he's all, he, he's okay. Yeah. Um, we'll see where the injury goes from here. We don't speculate. We don't want to guess what happened or didn't happen. It's just really unfortunate because he just slipped. Yeah. He, his foot caught a rut. And it's just an easy, he was driving to the net. All he's just turn away. That's all he's got to do. But his foot catches yeah. into the ice and, and unfortunately went into the boards really so hard. So awkwardly. Yeah. And of course, stretchered off. It was just horrible to see. And it sucks to see. I mean, now this is two significant injuries for this Coyotes team this week. Kraus out yep. for the rest of the season, broke his hand, and now this. And both of those players are having career years. Career years. Keller was just two points away from setting his career yeah. high in points he'd already surpassed his career high in goals and if he had played in the remaining 15 games i'm sure he would have gone yeah, he was two points shy yeah his 65 his his rookie year he had 65 points and he's sitting on 63 right now with his his 28 goals is his career high um he's had a breakout year this year i mean we, we've talked about this season with clayton keller not only being an all-star 
Um, and fitting in at the All-Star game. I thought he was really a good player at the All-Star game. Yeah, it wasn't uh, just like, oh, the Coyotes need an All-Star. Yeah. We'll just give it to Keller. Like, he deserved. He, he did. And he played it. And he, yeah. he fit in with those guys. Um, he, he's added so many things to his game. His ability to defend this year. He's gotten stronger. He's, he's a 200-foot player. And everything that was asked of him, he's done. Um, let's hope... It's not as significant as it looked, and, and let's hope everything's okay, and we'll we'll wait. You know, Craig will probably have an update, but I, I'm clearly there'll be no yeah no nothing details to, no details yeah. tonight. Um, but but follow Craig to find out what happens yeah. over the next 24 and 48 hours. But it's significant with with only 15 games left to play. This is a big deal. Yeah, and you can tell how shaken up the bench and the building was silent. Like you could hear a pin drop um, in the building. And another unfortunate part of this is that. Keller's been on an Ironman streak of his own. We talk about Kessel all the time, but among active NHL players, Clayton Keller's fourth, only behind Yandel, Kessel, and Brent Burns, who we just who saw the tonight. tonight. Yeah. Um, 357 straight games played. He hasn't missed one since 2017. Yeah, since he basically made this team out of camp in 2017. Yeah. And I know that's not, you know, like the the big biggest deal, obviously, like his health is first, but I mean... Cute. It kind of goes back to the Leo when we talked about the other day when we looked at when you look at Phil Kessel and you look at, at Keith Yano's Iron Man streaks, like Clayton Keller is hundreds of games behind, and this his foot got caught in a rut in the ice. Or he slipped or whatever. I mean things happen in a game. So you you start looking at Keith Yandel coming close to a thousand games right now. Like I it's it's an amazing feat to see when you see things like this and and you know what we're not worried about Clayton Keller's Ironman streak anymore. Let's no, we'll move past that. Yeah. Let's hope next thing we're talking about with Clayton, Clayton Keller's a thirty goal season or a forty goal and season, breaking his point total record. Right. Yeah. And that's where we'll go. And, and, and then, he he will he he will. He will. And, and this you know he's just going to continue to progress as a player. And let's let the people that. That the doctors and medical people involved and the rehab guys and the on and off. I said, let's let him get Clayton Keller back to play in the kind of hockey we know he can um, because he's had a great year. And let, let's hope that, that it's not a serious injury. Absolutely. Um, and it felt better for the Coyotes to get a win after that happened tonight. You kind of felt like they needed it for the team morale. And Barrett Hayton scored a really nice goal in the third. And then Nick Schmaltz. Um, got it done with the empty net goal. So Arizona broke a what a six-game losing streak, and yeah. this would have been the seventh. So snap that streak, luckily, because that was getting a little dire there. But this occurrence does kind of cloud the win. Yeah, it's a being, weird feeling, yeah. isn't it? Like you sit and watch, and, and, and the, the people in the, the, the arena were stunned, and people on the ice and the bench, like you mentioned, it just leaves you kind of with you a sad. You kind of feel like sick. Yeah, you do. It's little. really hard. Yeah. It's really hard to watch that, and unfortunately, it's part of the game of hockey. I mean, it's a contact yeah. sport, and it's it's rough, and, and it's you know injuries are a part of the game. You just don't you just don't want to see it. And you hope he's okay. Yeah, um, but we do have to talk about other yep. stuff. So we'll we'll talk about the game, and we'll um, hear more when Craig comes on more about Keller's injury. So let's start with tonight by the numbers. Um, another night that the Coyotes had over 40 shots against um, San Jose had 42 shots on goal Arizona had 24 and San Jose was one for two on their power play and here's a fun one from Arizona Coyotes PR that rookies to record four wins of 40 or more saves in a season Shesterkin, Carter Hart, 
and La Lalame, I don't know, 1996. Laleem. Laleem. Patrick Laleem. <laughs> that was Ottawa. Before yeah. my time. And Karel Bamelka. Wow. So now he. Uh, interesting list. So four wins. And I, I will say this. 40 plus. With Karel Vamelka tonight making 42 saves, I was very critical. Made 40 saves. 40 saves. But, but I was still. critical about him playing so many games yeah. in a row, and I and I questioned that. And I, again, I, I'm first to say it when I'm wrong. I was wrong. He was I really mean, good tonight. But you would have suspected. I mean, Craig tweeted it earlier today. That's four games in six days in four cities in three, three time, time zones, zones for yeah. Vamelka. Tired just saying it. Yeah. You know, we've all flown, and you just after you take a trip, how tired you get? Like imagine the, how much traveling they've done in this last week. So I, I am sure he how was many tired. Games they played in such a short period of time. He was good tonight. I thought there were moments today where he was a little sliding around, a little that busy. one where he saved it, oh but like gosh. slid all the way out to the hash like, ah! marks. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and there might have been a few posts tonight. Yes, let's just let's just get this one. So we have multiple kings. We have tonight, multiple kings tonight. And this is the first, the post, the post. Some big posts tonight. <laughs> the posts really came in clutch. I mean, when Logan Couture gets a breakaway in the third period, that changes the complexion of the game. It's still tied off the post. That changes the game if that goes in hard off the post. Hurdle had two off the post. Vamelka, I don't know how many big saves he had. A couple off his toe, off his the, leg. That, that flurry. one in the same The flurry sequence. before Keller well, got yeah, injured. Yeah, this one in the same sequence where Couture hit the post. Vimelka made an incredible yeah. save, and then the Coyotes ended up scoring on the next. There was shift. An unbelievable flurry of action. Yeah. In the third period, and so the first king of the game goes to the post, and and to finish with Vimelka, there were moments he made some unbelievable saves, and and those are the saves he hadn't made over the last yeah. few games. But more importantly, what happened tonight that hasn't happened over the last six games is their ability to get some offense. You know, they hadn't yeah. scored more than two goals in their last six. And in the six losses, <laughs> they couldn't register more than two goals. And you can't win like that. Um, tonight, and when we talked about that offense, I'm telling you, that line was Schmaltz, Keller, and Richie. When they were on the ice, they were a threat to score. They looked good. Like Richie getting to the net, he just, you know what? He said, I got it. You guys go get the puck and just throw it at the net and I'll be there. And, you know, I don't know how many chances he had. We ended up with five shots on goal. Unbelievable. He was just a, he was dangerous around the net. And that, that's something that line has needed. Boyd can get in and out. Richie can be there. Like he's got a physical yeah. presence. He can be the man in front of the net. And even when you watch that line defend, Schmaltz is listed, I think, as the centerman taking draws. But when they play in their defensive zone, Richie's doing all the battling in the corner. He's playing the defensive, uh, he's playing the center spot in the defensive zone because he's bigger, stronger, and wins those defensive battles. I liked that line. And we talked about, on the on this trip, uh, the line of the kids, Hayton and Michelli and and um, Carcone. Yeah, I, I like them together. I know Hayton gets his goal with Boyd on the ice, but but he played with those two guys throughout. It was a fun line to watch. Yeah. So you know now it's going to be interesting to see because it's another injury. So Kraus left, so you got to find a, a way to fill that spot. Potentially Keller out of the lineup, and I speaking way too soon because they don't play for a couple days. But speculating that he might be out of the lineup now, what? Like the 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 injuries for this team this season have been unbelievable. Yeah. How many guys have been out of the lineup? I know it's been so unfortunate. Um, but yes, going back to Nick Ritchie, that was his tenth goal of the season, and he has eight goals and ten points in sixteen games with the Coyotes, including three in the Coyotes' last five games, which given the fact that the Coyotes haven't scored much over the last few games to be 
one of the main contributors of that is significant. And, you know, I see again and again on Twitter, like, what a, it seems like what a steal, but, you know, we talked about it again and again, like he just did not have this in Toronto and he needed a change of scenery. And this has been a really good spot for him. And I hope that like, he's part of this team's at least short-term future because this seems to be a really good situation for and him. And he's got a different, he's playing a different role here than he would have had in yeah. Toronto, right? Like the, the lineup they have in Toronto, you've got some really, really high-end players there. So as ice time was less, he's playing with a different kind of player there. Here he had better opportunities. So he had better opportunities to get better ice time with better players. He's a good hockey player. Toronto has better players. They're, they're elite. They're, they're one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. So, he just didn't quite fit into the mix, and it's really important. And you see it here when you get a line of people that fit together. He just fits in this lineup. Um, he belongs here, and I think he's starting to really have fun here. And part of the Andre Turnier's, you know, when we talk about what he brings to the room. It's a fun atmosphere for these guys, and I think Nick Ritchie's just added to that. And you can see he's having fun, and when you have fun, it makes life a little easier. Yeah, and he's getting points, especially in a losing season. But if yeah, you're not, still. Find They're ways finding ways to have fun and, and bring joy. I mean, if you have to go, this is their job. So they have to go to work yeah. every single day, no matter if they're winning, if they're 82 and 0 or 0 and 82. So like, how can you find those ways to make going to work fun? And like you said, he's contributing to the locker room vibe, which is great. Yeah. And, and I want to go back to the, we, uh, sorry, I just checked my notes, but we're looking at Vimalka's the two goals that did get by on him. I don't think he sees them. Like that first one, I don't know, three? Did we count three? Ping pong ball? That oh, it went... that was insane. That went off three. It was like boom, 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 yeah, boom. Yeah, like, I, I, no chance. Bizarre. Literally no like, chance. There, you can't fault him. Yeah, I thought, oh, it got tipped. And it only got tipped. Oh, it, it hit got three guys. Three <laughs> like, and then even the, the, the second goal, similar circumstances. Bird burns quick shot from the point through bodies, through traffic. I, I don't think he sees either one of those. The ones he saw tonight, he stopped or they hit the post. Yep. So I, I, I'm. They're gonna go back with Vimelka on Friday. Like he's gonna play again. So it's gonna be his what? Will that be five straight? Yeah, it'll be five straight. He'll play Friday for sure, uh, with a day off. Um. So I I don't know when the Vimelka streak ends. I guess when when Harry Sateri gets here. Yes, which according to Craig, he's scheduled to arrive on Friday, but he'll need some practice time. Yeah, I don't know if he's skating wherever he has been. I don't know where he's been. I don't know. We'll you know where Tom out. Hanks got stuck at the airport? Is that what he's been doing? <laughs> the guy lived at the airport Just for the year? living at the airport this Dating the flight time. attendant? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Catherine no. Zeta-Jones? No. But it, no. No. I got nothing. No so. reference? Didn't see the movie? No. Sorry. What was the movie? <sighs> I don't remember the name of the movie. He lived in the airport. Anyone, true story. In the comments, if you know the name of the movie. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Put it in Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, lived in the airport. All right. Another highlight from tonight's game. Uh, Jan Unique just dominates the San Jose Sharks now all four of his career NHL games. All four against the San Jose Sharks, including two tonight, which speaking of players who have the opportunity to step in with some holes now in the lineup with injuries to significant players, and Unique didn't have the greatest game the other night. He like almost shot on his own net. You know, a little bit shaky out there, but tonight he really made his mark, um, scored in the second period and then scored again in the third and now all of his goals are against San Jose. Yeah, and you look at it and it was important. He we talk about how the line matchups work. And so he's out there with veteran players. He played with Boyden Kessel. Kessel I know Kessel's not getting the goals that he anticipated at the beginning of the season. And Kessel's a goal scorer. That's what he does. This season he's been a distributor. 
Yep. He had two assists. He's, he's the, the primary assist on both of Unique's goals, and they were really good passes. Like that second one, Hardy just chips it off of that faceoff plate and just chips it back to the middle of the ice. That's a hard play. He's being defended. He's got a stick on him, and Phil still makes the play to the middle of the ice, allows Unique to get those goals. So it's really important for a young guy to get mentored by a, a veteran player, and I think that's what you saw tonight with Unique. Um, it's been an interesting story all season long with these young guys coming up. Anton Strollman, that's all he is. He's been a teacher and a mentor for player after player after player all season long. And, you know, you, whoever the young guy is in the lineup seems to be paired with Strollman or at least under Strollman's wing. And I think you saw that tonight with Kessel and Unique. Um, we'll see what Unique does for the rest of the season. These guys are going to get plenty of ice time. Yep. And there's going to be somebody else getting a chance now too. Yep. So, so we'll see who that is in and out of the lineup, and who who's coming off the IR next. Like, you know, we've got there's Fisher coming off soon. There's Roussel coming off soon. Like, we'll have to ask Craig what the status is of all these other players. Yeah, because there's so many guys still out of the lineup. Yeah, um, that was actually Kessel's 34th and 35th assists of the season tonight. So now he has. 35 assists, which is crazy to see the disparity between the assist column and the goal column for Kessel, who we normally think of as a goal scorer. It's a but, pure goal scorer. Yeah, but, you know, if he he's older now and you have to find ways to adapt your game, so to have 35 assists, he's, I think now tied for first on the team um with assists. Yeah, so. and for that's that's his the most assists he's, assists he's had in the season as a coyote. So with with plenty of games to go, um, he's going to have to be a bigger part of the offense right now, depending on what, what the situation is with Keller. We know Kraus is out already, so Kessel is going to have to carry some of this load. Like Schmoltz, again, I think he made a great pass to Richie. Everybody's going to have to be a part of this offense now. It's going to have to be a four-line group that's going to have to tow the rope because your leading goal scorer may potentially miss some games here. So the, they're going to have to find um, offense and goals by committee. Like they're going to have to really f spread it around and you're going to have to get secondary goal scoring. And and I, I think they've got guys that can do it. It might, might give an opportunity for that young line to really get some opportunity to create some offense. And I, I think an expanded role for Michelli could be interesting to watch too because he's a kid that, that you see around the puck all the time. We saw it when we were in Tucson. Like the puck just follows Michelli around, so maybe he'll get an expanded role here in, in the next few games. Um, I want to say something else about Phil Kessel, actually related to the Keller injury. I just pulled up Craig's Twitter feed here. Um, so Craig had tweeted, when Phil Kessel came off the ice after the game, he didn't go into the dressing room. He went immediately to the medical care area to find and support Clayton Keller. Um, and then an update from Andre Tourigny on the Keller injury. This is a quote. Per Craig, um, Kells is getting transported to the hospital. He will have further exams there. His mother is here. We're all sad to see him not just getting hurt, but being in pain like that. Coyotes coach Turney said, "We will know. It, we know it will be long term, but he will recover." We we know it will be long term. Yep. So that's updates from Craig on Twitter. Um, wow. But you know, we talked about the tangibles on the ice for Kessel, but the intangibles too, and just that note about him immediately going to check on yeah. Keller and I saw some comments earlier um, on YouTube saying like Kessel especially looked distraught um, and it just I think goes to show that like the family in this locker room and we talked about it's been a really hard it's been a really hard season but these are people who love each other and love playing with each other and it's a team so you talk about that core group, you know, Craig talked about that middle core. He wrote a story on the middle core with Chikrin and Fisher and Keller and Schmaltz. 
Phil isn't in that same age bracket and he didn't come up with these guys no. through the team, but he is a part of that pack. Um, he trains with them in the summer um, at the facility here in Arizona. He hangs around with those guys. He's very much a part of that group. And I think he's been able to, you know, Phil's an interesting guy, but Phil wins. I mean, he, he's won cups for a reason because of the way he competes. Um, and he's been a really strong addition to that room. And I know that the talk was, oh, he wants to get out. He wants to get out. Phil wants to get traded. Well, Phil wants to win. I mean, it's not because Phil doesn't like it here or he doesn't like the people or he doesn't like living in Arizona or the coaching staff or the staff. He wants to win. And yeah. you can't fault no. an athlete, especially a professional athlete who competes to win. You, you admire him for that. But I think when you see a situation like this, he doesn't get traded. He still really likes and cares for the people that he plays with. Yeah. And he has become a quiet leader of this group. And I don't know where he goes in the offseason. I don't know how Phil Kessel's future shapes out. Um, is it unheard of that you could sign him here? I, I don't know. Like I, I just don't know. I don't know what the money would look like, but but could Phil Kessel be a part of this? I, I wouldn't say no. Yeah. Well, we talked about um, Kessel's multiple assists, and we talked about Unique's multiple goals and now so many career goals against San Jose. And because of that, Jan Unique is our second, second. DraftKings king, king of the game, of the game tonight um, with his two with the bubble on. And the, yes, and the full shield because he broke his nose in a fight in, down in Tucson. <laughs> wow. So, oh you know, doing it in style, Unique. So shout out to you <laughs> for uh, the success that you had in this game. And I hope that it only continues from here, and this is just the start of confidence sparking yeah. for him. Um, I want to talk about Nick Schmaltz because with his assist tonight on the Richie goal and with his empty net goal, he has now hit 20 goals this season, which is his second time doing so. He also has 22 points in the month of March, nine goals 13 assists. That's unbelievable. 22 points. That's the most a Coyote has ever tallied in a regular season calendar month since relocating from Winnipeg. Seriously? Oh, you have so many good nuggets. Um, shout out to Arizona Coyotes PR for okay, the nuggets. That's true. So I don't just like 22 do the points math. in a calendar month? 22 points in the month of March. That's unreal. And I'm just looking at his career numbers. He hit 21 goals in 17-18. So he's one goal shy of his career goal total. But here's a guy... He should be a perennial 20-goal scorer. So now that he's achieved this, I think that's where the bar is needs to be set for Nick Schmaltz. Yeah, I think I he agree. needs to be a 20-goal scorer. And I think we've talked about his consistency and his he's had injuries throughout his career. He hasn't been able to play a complete season. Okay, the bar is set. Now, we've seen it, Nick. You're a 20-goal scorer in the National Hockey League. This is where you need to be. Um, when he's consistent, he's dangerous. He makes... He, he tracks the puck well back, which means he back checks and defends. Um, passes extremely well. You saw it tonight on the Richie goal. Like that, that's a hell of a pass through two sticks. And he can score. He's a threat to score because he's got good speed, drives the net, and he can shoot. So, okay, we've talked about all that. Now he's put it together finally, and he is becoming a consistent player. So now let's build on it. I'm excited to see where this career goes for Nick. He's, he's signed for a couple more years. Like this is a part of the future in the short term is Nick Schmaltz. So, He's going to hit his career mark. I can't imagine he's not going to get one more goal this season and hit his career mark um, in goals, and he's just five short of his career um, 
record for points. So let's hope he yeah. can continue to produce through this yeah, last 15. Absolutely. Um, we have a super chat from Ruler14, a $10 super chat. Thank you. Everything that has gone wrong this year has gone wrong. What did we fans do to deserve any of this? What did our players do? Love your shows. We, uh, we'll be back for the draft lotto, but too much pain. It is. <laughs> it is. That's why we have this space. It's pack therapy for yeah. everyone. But It's an interesting. It isn't interesting because we're so... It was the end of the streak, and we're all like, oh, my gosh, the offense is back, all these good things, and it just feels different. <laughs> I saw some comments like in, here and on Twitter earlier, and so it's like, just blow up Gila River Arena yeah. like, at the end of the year. Good it's like, grief. Jesus, just like, wash our hands of it. Oh, my gosh. Just which we'll get to more memories of Gila, Gila River. River. Yeah, um, nine to go. That was the ninth, eight to go after tonight. Yeah, crazy, but just really ending it off with some bad memories bad Um, vibes man well where to next no let's talk about our third king our third king and it is bob keyhouse and i've seen some comments he called his (laughs) 1300 game 1300 games that's unbelievable we're like exhausted after 67 games this year 1300 1300 Bob Heathouse the people that have never met are Bob Heathouse might be one of the nicest people in hockey he doesn't there's never a well you know that you say somebody played bad no you know well maybe it was if skates weren't sharp enough no not he's not that (laughs) nice but that's who Bob is and Bob he cares for the people around him he cares for the players he cares for the people and I will say this to Bob and this is sincerely to Bob Heathouse when I was unemployed between jobs, um, I spoke with Bob Heathouse three times a week and talked to him often. Um, and he was a guy that lifted my spirits and he was a guy that kept kept giving me hope to find that job around the corner. And if not for Bob Heathouse, I'm not sitting here doing this today. And he still tells me things I do right and things I do wrong at this job. Um, he is my mentor through this process. Uh, Todd Walsh helps me with my interviews and Bob Heathouse gets me through my days. So I'm extremely happy for him. I know he missed a few days with with COVID and it was really hard for him. He doesn't care if he's calling a peewee game at the ice den. He loves the game of hockey. Yeah. He's a Michigan State graduate. Um, he's called his first pro games with the Muskegon Lumberjacks, wow. in the old International League, and then on to the Phoenix Roadrunners. And one last Bob Heathouse story. Even when I started working for the team back in 97, I was on the bottom of the ladder. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't allowed in the locker room. Like I couldn't do anything. I would learn about the team from Bob Heathouse. He had a post game show every day on the radio and I would religiously listen to it after the games were over and I'd be driving home and I'd listen to Bob because Bob knew what was going on with the team. He was my ticket and my insight into the Arizona Coyotes. And again, I thank Bob for that because I felt he gave me a look behind the curtain to the Arizona Coyotes. And so, Bob, congratulations on 1300. And I, he will listen, by the way. <laughs> I do joke a lot about, oh, I'm sure they're listening. Bob's listening. Yeah. Maybe not right now, but he'll hear it tomorrow. Yeah, we appreciate it. So congratulations, Bob. We appreciate Bob. you, Bob, and congratulations. And Our thank you. Camp. And thank you for all, and Petey mentioned it, but like he's given me guidance as well. And just, it's been so great. And I, I know sometimes people pref- like will turn on Bob like also while Matt McConnell's watching. first time he, he yeah. called a game was with Bob Heath house got him the the call at Michigan State of College Bob Matt said today so Bob's done a lot for a lot of people yeah and it's good to see 
good things happen to good people. And Bob's one of them. And I asked him to come on our show. I asked him to come here. And in true Bob Heathouse fashion, he said, why? Who wants to hear from me? I want him to see all the people commenting about how much of a legend he is. Who wants to hear from me, he said. But so we're going to do that. I'm bowing it right now during the offseason. We will get Bob Heathouse here in studio to talk about his experience. That would be awesome. Okay. That was my rant again. That was our three uh, DraftKings. King of the game. We had to have a lot. Um, And speaking of DraftKings... It's the final four this weekend, and which I cannot believe we've already, we're already, already at this point. And if you haven't yet signed up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app, now is the time to do it because new customers who sign up using the promo code PHNX can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, it's that simple. If they win, you win. Existing customers, if you already have DraftKings, you can bet on college hoops with same game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. So be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and also check out the PHNX Daily Bet Show Monday through Friday at noon. Johnny and Shane have both been on on fire. Fire and they will make you money this week. I swear. I don't know what it is with them, but they're like, on fire. They're both like they were eight for nine yesterday. Yep. I think I don't know what they they were today, um, but they've been on a tear. So check that show out Monday to Friday, Monday through Friday at noon on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Again, that's the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code PHNX. Bet five dollars on any college hoop team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. That's twenty one and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Next Step. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. And uh, just in perfect and just, timing. And just like that, Craig. Craig, it doesn't feel much like a win tonight, and we've talked a lot about it, and I just read your tweets um, on Clayton Keller, but do you have anything more for us? No. We just know it's uh, it's going to be a long-term injury. Uh, it's, there's no doubt in my mind Clayton Keller's done for the season. Uh, just awful situation, having an incredible season, finally becoming that player that they thought he was going to become when they drafted him. But, you know, far more important than that, you, you just you just hate to see that happen to someone. It was it was an ugly-looking injury. You never want to go feet first into the boards. It's hard to tell. The left leg looked bad when it hit, but then you saw him roll over and grab the right hip. It's hard to know what's going on with the injury, but pretty somber mood. Uh, Andre Torigny saying that, all the players lined up to, you know, basically just to touch him and tell him they were there for him. When when Phil Kessel came off the ice after the game, he didn't even go into the dressing room. He went immediately and said, where's Clayton? He just went to find him in the training room in the medical area just to uh, just to be with him. So just uh, an awful night for the Coyotes, awful news to lose the guy that's been their best player all season. Yep. Um, and it, we heard that his mom is here, too. Yeah, she's here. Uh, Andre told us that. Um, so good to have family support. It, uh, his parents have a place out here, actually. They built a place out here. So I know they spend a lot of time out here. I don't think his dad's here right now, but at least he's got his mom, Kelly, with him to go to the hospital. And I'm sure we'll hear, we'll be hearing more about the injury. But like I said, uh, Andre, Andre already said it's long term. We know we know he's done and 
it's just uh, the latest in a string of injuries to key players for the Coyotes. You know, Lawson Krause, I think, is out for the season as well. Christian Fisher could be out for the season. I'll have a lot of this in a in a story tomorrow, but they're going to be they're going to be playing really shorthanded guys with a lot of their key guys in that middle core out of the lineup. Nick Schmaltz is like the only one left at this point. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That brings up the point, and we were mentioning it before you got here. You know, there's going to have to be players stepping up into to fill these roles. And also, you mentioned some of the injured players who might not be coming back, but are any of the players on IR right now close to coming back? Um, any news on that front? Not at this point. I mean, I, I wouldn't say anybody's close at this point. Um, again, I'm going to have this. It's a laundry list of players. I'm not, I can't even remember them all to rattle them through uh, on the air right now, but it doesn't sound like anybody's close. So they're going to have a ton of AHL players competing in the lineup right now with an opportunity to get some games, but not the way you wanted to close the season. Wait, well, yeah, I, I look at the roster from tonight and the guys that are, are scratched. The, the only one, I, I mean, they're all injured. Like Chikrin, McBain, Fisher, Moser, Kraus, and Harry Sotera is not here, and he's a goalie. So have you heard anything more about Jack McBain? Is there a possibility that he can get on the ice soon? He, he is skating. Oh, he is he skating. Skated for the first skated for the first time today, but they don't have a timeline on when But there's play, a chance so. he may be able to, to get a game in before the end of the season. Oh, yeah, that's the expectation that he will play games. I think it'll be more than one game. They just don't have the exact timeline yet. And then, well, while we're talking about college, college players, Nathan Smith plays Thursday night, and Minnesota State versus Minnesota Golden Gophers. If Minnesota State's eliminated on that Thursday, or even if they win and they play again on Saturday by the weekend, right? Their season's over yeah. by Saturday night. The, I, yeah, they could work to sign him. Yeah, yeah, they it, could work to sign him and bring him in. And you got to believe, well, I, I know more than got to believe that they, they do have a sense that they can sign Nathan Smith when he's finished. So that could be another guy that steps in. But it's it's going to be a crazy lineup, guys, of AHL players and recently acquired players. I reported today that Harry Sateri is supposed to be here on Friday. Bill told me he'll need, you know, roughly a week of practice and then I'll be able to get him in in goal as well. But what a crazy roster they're going to finish the season with. I, it's, it, I mean, it, what a crazy season, I guess, so to start with. But you're getting, to, you're going to look at all of these guys that you hope to see in the future. We talked about Michelli and Carconi already, but who's, you know, and Yannick tonight with two, who's up? Like, who's next? Who's the next guy from Tucson that's going to come up here? I, there could Maybe be another two or three guys. Yeah. Yeah, Ben yeah. McCartney. I, I yep. still think, like, in in a different role, but Boko Amama could be up here. But they're... Listen, there, there's not a lot of guys left down there no. that you would bring up in this situation. So it's getting a little crazy here with, with the amount of injuries that they're sustaining late in the season. And you've already seen it at the back end. I mean, the defensive side of the puck, mm-hmm. yeah, how many guys that we anticipated to be in Tucson for the entire year have become staples of this blue line? And now it's it's unfortunately becoming the same recipe up in the front and the forward lines as well. So I think you're going to see a lot of shuffling and shuffling of lines. And I know we, we sit there and talk about, oh, this guy's playing with that guy. Honestly, for the next 15, I'm not sure it's going to matter. Like they're going to have to find 12 healthy forwards and get them on the ice. I, yeah. I think it's going to be, yeah. you know, roll the dice, shake them up and see who you got together tonight. I, I, I just, we're not going to be talking about all oh, the chemistry with this guy and that guy. No, they need 12 players. They can get on the ice, and I unfortunately that's where we're at right now. Yeah, it is unfortunate. And okay, Craig, right when we right when we talked about Schmaltz, Keller, and Richie looking good together, like they were mm-hmm. fantastic together tonight. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't roll that line out there anymore. It's no, just it's... it's just nuts right now. It's nuts. Yeah. It's so it's really so unfortunate. Um, well, while we have you here, Craig, and it's funny because we mentioned this earlier in the show, it's like, God, these last few games at Heel River Arena just makes you want to leave all the bitter yeah. memories behind. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, we have been counting down the final 10 games at Gila River Arena and we're counting down the top 10 moments at Gila River Arena and we did number 10 which was the opening face-off to for the first game um, in the building and our number nine is not related to not really positive for the Coyotes but in the history of the NHL very significant and of course they were Rick Nash and Alex Ovechkin's infamous goals that are probably to this day both top 10 NHL goals of all time, Rick Nash's goal in t- 2008 and Ovechkin's in 2006, just absolutely memorable goals. Two years and one day apart to any list that has the top goals in the history of the National Hockey League has these two in the top 10. And if you don't believe me, go to YouTube and search it because that's the right. only way you can see these clips because we cannot show them <laughs> on our show. Trouble. People yeah. don't like that. They'll, they'll burn They'll burn down PHNX if we do. So. They'll yeah. come for yeah, us. Yeah, they burst through the door. The NHL. <laughs> I mean, but but we, we, unfortunately, we got to go look through these goals again today. And it's funny because on YouTube, there's a deep dive of the Alexander Ovechkin goal. And it has Darren Pang, who called it, Brian Boucher, who was in the net during the goal. They have a lot of people that were involved in the goal. And it's a, it's a long 15-minute segment on what happened on that goal. And I tell you what, to start the play, do you know who started the play, Craig? Do you know whose fault? Well, I won't fault. That's aggressive. The puck bounces over his stick to start the play at the Coyotes' offensive blue line. Former Coyote former forward and current broadcaster <laughs> Tyson Nash. Wow. He's at the blue line. The puck bounces under over his stick. He couldn't corral it. Ovechkin picks it up from there, and he's a one-on-one with Paul Mara, a big, strong American defenseman, pushes Ovechkin. Everything's good. We're all good, right? Ovechkin falls down. It plays over, right? No, it's not over. Ovechkin, from his back, Looking the wrong way, puts the stick over his head on the ice. And I don't know how we could see, but can't see the puck. There's no way he could see the puck. (laughs) And he beats an extended Brian Boucher, who still holds the record for for most shutouts in the history of the game consecutively, puts it by him and into the net. I still don't think he believed it. Wayne Gretzky's on the bench during that. He was the coach. He's staring at the screen in (laughs) utter awe of this goal. If you haven't seen it, you do need to go and watch this goal. It is absolutely amazing. I still to this day can't believe it went in. And, Craig, this is something you might not know. Who was in the building that day? Besides you and me, someone else was in the building that day. I'm sure there was Leah Merrill was in the building. And, no yep. way. And, wow. And intern Benjamin. And intern Benjamin was in the building today, too. So of the people oh uh, involved in the show right now, <laughs> Four of the five people were in that building. <laughs> and the, the Rick Nash goal, we'll just briefly see that too, because that one's even more interesting because it's 30 seconds to go in a tie game in the third period. Like, it's a big deal. And Derek Morris puts the puck, he, again, starts in the offensive zone. Derek Morris shoots the puck towards the net. Unfortunately, it hits a shin pad of Rick Nash, sending him off. 
as he's gathering the puck, Morris is able to get back and defend. It's one on two. Rick Nash against Keith Ballard and Derek Morris. A one on two. One on two. <laughs> and, and these are NHL defensemen. And Keith Ballard like, and Derek Morris, that was the defensive pair yeah. of that team. Yeah. Like, they're really, really good defenders. And he made them look silly. Like, he put it between their legs. Yeah. That it, one's worth a YouTube view That's also. Again, and then Michael Twel- Talquist ends up on the short end of the stick in net. But two of the, the top goals in the history of the National Hockey League happened right inside Gila River Arena. And that is number nine. Number nine of the memories. There you go, Craig. <laughs> Craig's speechless. I know. <laughs> We're, it's a somber mood. I know, Craig. We, we went through it. Yeah. We had we, hard to get out of that. I know. And we also said that as this story progresses, to make sure you're tuned in to PHNX and Craig S. Morgan, because that's where the news will break. And, and we're, you know, all of our thoughts are with Clayton and, and hope yep. for speedy recovery and, and that hope he's okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, Craig. definitely, def- definitely not worried about breaking this news. If it comes from the Coyotes, that's just fine. I just, yeah, again, we know it's long term, so it's not going to be good news. I just hope it's. I hope it's not catastrophic for the leg or the hip or whatever it is where we're, we're talking like, you know, a year plus. I hope it's not that kind of injury because you really want to get Clayton Keller back on the ice at some point next season. It may not may not happen at the start of the season now because we're in March. I don't know, but you just hope it's not something that's going to extend like a year and beyond. Yep, absolutely. And lastly, before he goes, we should tease Thursday, too. Yes, um, we have tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? tomorrow? Yeah. That's tomorrow? Thursday's yeah. tomorrow? I mean, like 12 Thursday. hours from now? Yeah. Oh. oh, man. I need a better calendar. I know. Well, we have a very special guest coming on our audio episode. Craig, who is it? It's Craig Button. Draft Prospects expert Craig Button, who also has a fantastic first name. He's going to come <laughs> on to talk to us about the top prospects in this draft. And, and I really want to get a sort of a, a deeper sense from him of what he sees in this draft, what sort of opportunities position strengths, things like that. He knows it all. He was a GM in the league at one point, and he follows this stuff closely, so that'll be a great conversation. Tomorrow. Yeah, and, and the people that, that follow hockey across Canada and, and um, nationally across Canada know the name Craig Button, um, and if you're not familiar with him, he is definitely dialed into the prospects, and he's definitely going to help guide us through um, the lottery and yep. the draft. So looking forward to that tomorrow. Yep, all about the future right now. So that will be tomorrow. Well, Craig, we'll let you go. Only what now? Eight more drives home after tonight from Gila River Arena at night. Yeah, so. we got practices. We got practices. Well, no, at and night. We got the breakup day. So, at oh, night. at night. Okay. Yes. Yes. Only eight more. Is there? There's not another matinee this season. Are we done? No, I think we're done. I'm done with, with matinee. Sorry, buddy. I know. I think that's okay. it. <laughs> All right, Craig. We'll drive home safe and have a good night. And yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Craig. Keller. Yes, absolutely. Well, See you guys. Bye, Craig. Well, Craig mentioned it. He'll have some more of these injury updates um, in a notebook, I'm sure. And, you know, he's dialed in and, yeah, wishing the best for Clayton Keller after what just is a heartbreaking end to what was a phenomenal season. And like Craig said, hopefully it's nothing too significant or too serious. But if you want to check out more of Craig's writing, you can do that at gophnx.com. Sign up to become a member. You can get an annual membership and get a free shirt when you sign up. Um, Or if you want to try your first month for just 50 cents, you can do month to month that way as well. Um, So head over to gophnx.com to become a member. And the PHNX Locker has some new merchandise in it. We now have hats. Hats. 
which I think we have the graphics still, maybe. Yes, hats are here. Um, so get your hands on one of those. All about the dad hat. They, they look amazing. Um, I have one. PD has one. Sean has one. Craig is Craig coming. doesn't have one. Craig's, Craig's coming. <laughs> um, but, yep. Oh, yeah, there it is, the hat. They're phenomenal. So grab one in the PHX locker. Um, sign up to become a member if you're not already. And tonight... Speaking of PHNX and shirts and hats, the PHNX Sun Show, um, they had a special event at the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix, and Petey and Sean and I attended for the pregame portion since we had to get back to the studio Good for work. our game, Yep. but we saw someone there yes. today wearing this very shirt, Steven. There he is. Steve. Steven. We, st- okay, listen to this. Okay, this, this is freaking people out. Steven and Leah. Hello. And we're Steve and Leah. We're Steve and Leah. And they were sitting at the table together, and it was Steve and Leah. Crazy. It was very it was crazy. Very bizarre, but really cool to see a, a Cody the Coyote shirt out and about. That is that that might be the first time I've actually seen it. Like, oh really? We saw it at the ice stand. Yeah. At a practice, but that's kind of I don't know. Is it the kind of that's a hockey thing? This was like out. And this was a Suns event. Yeah, it was a Suns event, and we were out. And Cody Steven had his Cody shirt on, which I really appreciate. A lot of PHNX shirts there too. Yeah. But and and when we say, I'm gonna say one thing because I if I haven't complained enough this show, I need to do it now. <laughs> so I don't know if you've noticed. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, no one gives a shit. So <laughs> it, this, this is an irrelevant story. <laughs> this is only for people watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, we have to go like this. To look and look at the comments. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We have to, so that's rude because we should be looking over here. I'm trying so hard to look over here. And and usually we have a monitor right there with all of our comments. And we can I can't see the comments because they're over here. Because the Why? Sun, because the, the sun, sun stole the monitor. Stole the monitor. <laughs> for the Ainsworth show. So they got our monitor. Yeah. So that's why <sighs> PD and I so keep I gotta looking go like up this. in the corner. And that's why I'm not commenting on comments because I can't see the comments. It's okay. I'm reading them. Can we still can we show the answer? Yes. So PD, much like his entrepreneurial self, <laughs> took a little video behind the scenes of what was going on at the Ainsworth. Steve Peters with the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Here we are at the Ainsworth for the live Sun Show watch. So let's take a little t- tour and see how it's going so far. Well, let's leave. We'll leave Leah. They're the ASU show, and here we are. This is what a live look-along looks like. The Coyotes don't get them because we don't win, but when we do, we will. And this is what it looks like to have a live look-along at the Lanesworth. We'll see you in a few minutes after the Sharks game. That's... It's fun to be around them. I yeah. And Benjamin, did they win? The Suns, the Suns did win. Did win. Did I know win. It was Benjamin close. was intently watching. He stood in the doorway and watched both games. Yes. So oh, they won again. All they do is win. And all the Coyotes do is not lose. win. Or Always. even when they win, it's even when they win, they don't it's win. Bitter. And also Seattle lost tonight, which is a bummer. And now and Montreal's on that dastardly swing through Florida. <laughs> dastardly. <laughs> oh, got, you should try and just use that, use that every, every show. show. You should. So. So now Arizona and Montreal tied with 47 points at the bottom. Seattle, 48 points. And it's Montreal's headed into Carolina. Oh, boy. I, I don't know. Coyotes have Anaheim here. 
Yeah, and Anaheim's Friday. been struggling. And they're struggling, They're really too. struggling. They're 0-8-2 in their last 10, and they're on a five-game losing streak. Yeah, so, so not looking good, but... The tank, maybe. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see um, for the tank, but only a few games left. One positive from tonight, connect four on the punch card. Connect four on the punch card, which I can't see. Oh, there it's it is. a uh, diagonal. Diagonal punch four? Yep, connect four. So. On both directions? No. We no, need the next locked. one. It'll be another one. Yeah, yeah. We win tomorrow. Win tomorrow Friday. and it's win game connect four. 77. Another so, connect four? No, that way. Diagonal. So we win the next Sorry, one. Sorry, audio listeners. Once I know. Again. Yeah, if you, again. Also, you listen every on your car. time we talk about the punch card, on like for the audio listeners, just I the, the punch card's usually on Twitter, at PHNX underscore coyotes after every post game. So if you're confused, just head over there. Um, they get it, right? The old, the old buy 10, get one free. At a sandwich place, that's what it is. Yeah. Except we'll, there's 82 of them. We'll get 82 games and hopefully get a first overall pick exactly. in the NHL and draft. And that's the prize on the inside. And that's the prize. And we'll have more on that with Craig Button tomorrow. Yeah. And you can only listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. So Spotify, Apple, wherever. Um, I know there's been some issues for Google users. We're trying to get it sorted out. Um, but stay tuned for that. But the Craig Button episode tomorrow will be audio only. So be sure to subscribe and follow and leave us a five-star review or in a comment wherever you get your podcast. All of that really helps us a lot. So we appreciate that from all of you as well. Um, we'll so we'll have that tomorrow and then another post-game show Friday after that Ducks game, which you say a 7.30? It's like, come on. <laughs> We're finished with the 8 o'clock. They throw in the 7.30s. Yeah. Why rude. can't they go that Eastern trip again? I know, right? Four o'clock. Hey, there's only what, like 15 games? I know, we got this. Now? We got Almost this. Almost there. We have this. Almost there. And I saw a comment like, we need to wrap Nick Schmaltz in bubble wrap. I know. I <laughs> yes. We got to get Schmaltz him through. Nick Schmaltz got his injury out of the way early in the season. Yeah. So let's just hope um, there's no more serious injuries. Let's hope that some players get the opportunity to shine in these last 15 yeah. games that we can see um a lot of great performances and hopefully the team rallies together and has a great end of the season and that it's nothing too serious with Keller and we're sending our thoughts to him and a speedy recovery and hopefully it's nothing too too serious um I think that's it Leah yep, that's it from us big win 5-2 win breaks the losing streak and yep. um Unfortunately, still a little pack therapy tonight. Yep, pack therapy vibes still. But um, thank you all so much for watching. Please follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. And we will see you on Friday. Have a good rest of your week, everyone.